Next. I'm excited about this one. This podcast explores self-discovery in a system that prefers you to fit a mold and stay hidden. And she believes every woman has multiple acts in life to explore, reveal, and share, which she does each week on this fantastic podcast. Please welcome She Became Visible, hosted by the lovely Renee Steelman. This is why I will never leave Arizona, because it's 635, perfect weather, perfect company. It's, it's amazing. Every day is amazing in Arizona. So thank you, thank you. I am especially pleased because I have a phenomenal guest for you today. The um, essence and the theme of the She Became Visible podcast is basically I interview women who have gone through life long enough to find themselves. They may have gone through a trauma of some kind. They may have gone through a, um, some kind of life-changing event, whatever, whatever that is. But at some point in their life, they have decided to stand up and say, hey, I'm here. Can you see me? I have a purpose. I have a, a mission, and it's time for me. And that's kind of the theme of, of uh, our podcast. So I have here today someone who fits that theme to a T. Sarah Schulting-Krantz is... Um, what, what did I do with you? Okay. I'm going to go to the thing. Okay. She is an author. She is a keynote speaker. She is a TEDx speaker. And she is a personal leadership authority, as well as a wilderness guide in the Grand Canyon and Alaska. And she is an expert in utilizing nature for healing. She also has an upcoming resort, uh, uh, an upcoming retreat, rather, in Colorado that's coming up in July. A bug around me, and, well, why, and I love nature. So what the hell? That's what, right. What is going well, on here? It found you. It's like, oh, she I smells know. so oh, good. She must be a flower. Let's get a bug in her uh, yeah. face. But this is how I met. I met Sarah on one of her wonderful healing nature retreats. Um, we had just moved to Arizona, and I wanted to hike the Grand Canyon, and uh, I didn't want to do it by myself. So I thought, well, I'll just find a nice ladies' group that I can hike with. And I saw Sarah, and I signed up. I didn't realize it was a healing retreat. <laughs> So there were all kinds of uh, uh, breathing techniques and meditation things, and I was kind of sitting there with one eye open, going, "Are, are, are we hike? Are we going to hike today? Are we? Are, what's going on here?" But she taught me so much, and I was just she opened me up in ways that I didn't know I needed to have open. So Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And, thank you. For and having me. tell us a little bit. One of the things that I've learned from Sarah is she has so many. Uh, wisdom tokens that she throws out that you know how sometimes you'll hear something and you've heard it before it's not like you haven't listened to 4,000 podcasts but it just takes the right person at the right time to say it in the right way and you get it and that's what I found with Sarah so tell us a little bit uh, a, a little bit about what you talked about in your TEDx talk like who am I yeah I guess that's you know I First of all, thank you for having me. This was really fun to have to listen to so many different speakers and so many different podcasts. Um, I am a multiple trauma survivor. I am 48 years old. I went through multiple traumas uh, at the age of 17 and at the age of 40 had my big one. Um, and uh, you can read about it in the book. Uh, 
it's called Walk Through This, Harness the Healing Power of Nature and Travel the Road to Forgiveness. My traumas... That's like my that. trauma in Arizona. Like, like that. Muscle they like cars. take over your life yeah. just for a moment, yeah. and then all of a sudden they leave. Yeah, um, yeah. So my traumas ended up being the birthplace of who I have become today. Um, I went through everything and uh, use, utilized nature as my healing source. So I live in L.A., and I would go onto the ocean, and I would paddle with whales and dolphins. That became a huge source of my inspiration. And then I was really hiking canyons. The Grand Canyon was one of the big ones. And uh, climbing through the mountains. And through that process, nature became my healing source. And it's where I really found myself. Uh, what I really found through all of it was that there's a tool that's underutilized in this world, and it's forgiveness. And I think it's one of the best tools that we can use uh, to really dive into who we are as humans and to find our purpose and our passion in life. And that, that was one of the things that she talked about that really got me. Because oftentimes when we talk about forgiveness, especially if you come from any kind of a Christian religion background, you're often told that forgiveness means that you forget, right? Forgiveness means you forgive and you forget. Or that you give the people seven other chances. And lots of dogma that we've been taught about forgiveness. But what Sarah said was that nowhere in reality does forgetting something that happened to you have to be a part of forgiveness. It can be part of the learning experience. And so talk a little bit about that. Because that was one of those things that you hear and then suddenly someone explains it to you in a way that really gets inside. So... When it comes to forgiveness, how many of you guys have lived through, like, difficult things in life? Like, uh, pretty much all of us, Nobody. Right? That's amazing. Nobody? No. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. People in the back. Well, they do live in Arizona, in so, yeah. yeah. Uh, no. So, you know, one of the things that I really found in the process of forgiveness was that we have to honor the things that happen to us. If we're not honoring the things that happen to us, then we're literally saying that they didn't happen. And so the process of forgiveness means you don't forget that it happened. You actually step into it and you say, okay, I own this. It happened to me. It sucked. It was not fun. And through the process of forgiveness, you honor it so that you don't. It's not about forgetting it. It's about saying, yeah, this happened. I'm going to release the pain and all of the things that, that I've been holding on to and bring in uh, the power of freedom and choice and happiness, quite frankly. I mean, like, I freaking love my life today. And I've lived through some of the most difficult things imaginable. And I think that that's actually one of the true testaments is that through the power of forgiveness and allowing nature also to help you heal, you can really overcome anything. That's so true. And there's so many metaphors in nature um, when you think about it. I'm sure you've all heard different metaphors about, you know, the leaves, you know, reappearing and, and how everything is constantly changing. Our earth is changing right now. It's going through a huge metamorphosis. And yet, and our human body is changing every 35 days. And so to, um, to think that you can rebuild and start over is the whole way of living that we've all been taught. But what I loved about what you said was the, the, the person, if there was another person that was part of your trauma, there has to be accountability. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that oftentimes is not included in forgiveness is making people or letting people know that um, you forgive them, but you're going to set boundaries. And then there has to be accountability in order for true forgiveness to happen. And I think that's so important because just saying, well, you know, I forgive you. And then letting the person continue to go on and hurt other people 
is that really a, a, a good tool to use right. in the process? I think the coolest thing about living is that you get to live, right? Like you right. don't have to stay the same person that you were yesterday exactly. or even today. And if yeah. you really want to step into the greatest version of who you are, you have to let go of the stuff that's actually held you back. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that's the things that it, uh, people have actually done to us. Right. And so in the honoring of it, it's about gathering yourself up, picking yourself up, learning from it, and choosing to do differently next time yourself. Right. And really saying, this isn't going to define who I am. Right. Like, I never in a million years would have thought that I would have met you guided you through the Grand Canyon. Exactly. I know exactly where you were when you had your big aha moment. I yeah. just was talking to you about this today up yeah. on Clear Creek Trail. Yeah. And I never would have been guiding men and women through, you know, their own personal discovery through the Grand Canyon, through Alaska, utilizing land healing, water healing, had I not gone through all of the stuff that I've gone through. Right. And that's what actually makes you a happier version of you is exactly. saying, you know what? I'm not going to stay the person I was because I don't have to. Right. The day that I actually take my last breath will be the day that I say I've done it all. Right. That's, that's exactly right. That's, and I, you know, right. I love because, what you said just recently about the uh, that 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 the idea that there will be a thing that you reach, and then that will be the thing that gets you past whatever you're working through. And the reality is there is no that. There is no that. Yeah. There is no I there. love that. For, that was Especially, really... I know I'm a lot older than you guys down there, but there <laughs> is no there. Like, I truly believe that life is the journey, right? And it's not about the destination. It's, not, it's People always say that. Like, well, when you get there, I'm like, yeah. it's not about there. And it's, right. not, it's not even about the journey. It's about the moments within the journey that you are appreciating every single day. And I really believe that there's a reason that we're all crossing paths at one time. I mean, exactly. even here right now, we're all here yeah. together. Right. What brought us here together? Right. Right? And yeah. so there's connection in that. And I right. think that that's the most beautiful thing about being where we are right now at this time. And it's so important. Um, I love what Sarah talks about putting yourself out there because you will meet random people that end up three years later being a profound part of your life. And you would have never known that. But you can't find that if you're isolating yourself, if you're living in your trauma, if you're rehearsing your trauma over and over, but yeah. trying to find some way that you can heal. And if that's nature, I mean, I have to say, you guys, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, those of you uh, that have moved to Arizona from some other place, um, my husband and I moved here from the Pacific Northwest where the sky is gray and there is no sun and there is no moon. There's just clouds and rain. And I loved it. I loved it when I lived there. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the mild temperature because I came from Chicago. Sarah is also a Midwest person from I, Wisconsin. Yeah. That's yeah. probably why we love nature is because it's like, yeah, I can't get out of my house. There's 25 <laughs> feet of snow in my front door. So that's what we grew up with. So the other day I took a walk. As you all know that live here, the spring flowers are out. I had no idea that cactuses made flowers. And so these beautiful spring flowers are out. A, a little bunny rabbit ran across the thing. Hummingbirds were around my head. A, a little newt thing ran across. And I was just like, ah, what is happening? This is amazing. It's so amazing. But I, Sarah has a podcast of her own. Sarah, what is that podcast? It's called Live Boldly with Sarah Schulten Kranz. And she has some amazing women that she interviews on there. Thank you. And that are also have some really good things to say about healing. But I would think the number one thing is um, sometimes we need to have empathy. We need to have compassion. 
And sometimes we just need to have trauma bonding, and that's often something that gets done, but it's a way of sharing and having learning how to empathize with other people. And so the retreat that I went on with Sarah, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I learned so much. And part of it was just what, what Sarah was learning at the same time. And I thought I'm that was amazing. Learning. Yeah, I'm always learning. Right. I'm, I'm like, that's, that's, that's my jam. Right. Right. 48. I'm like, I'm going to live to 108. I don't know why, but I just feel like that's the number. Okay. So I got a lot of learning and to do. And you'll be hiking at 108, I'm sure. I hope no so. No problem. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> you know, it's funny because one of the things that I often talk about is we have the victim space, right? Like, mm-hmm. we've all been victims of something. We've all lived through a tremendous amount out over this last few years. Then we have the survivor space, which, eh, I mean, being a survivor is pretty cool. I'm not saying it's not. I like it. But then we have the thriver space. And the thriver space is the space of, like, what's possible. Right. Like, where can I go in the thriver space? How far can I, how far can I go? Like, where, where, where can I take myself? Like, if I've tried this, let's try that. Right. And if I did that, let's do this. Right? And so... That's like the endless mountain to climb because there is no there. It's just when you get up wherever it is, you see stars, moons, and the most beautiful space ever, right? Right. And so my space, when I'm in working with people, it's about getting them out of... Because a lot of people get stuck in the victim. They get very comfortable with that space. And by the way, as humans, we actually all suck at that. We just become very, very comfortable with it. We're not meant to stay there, right? As Dr. Edith Eager says, we all walk through the valley of darkness and death at some point. Don't freaking put up camp there. And then, right? Isn't that beautiful? And then in the survivor space, like, it's like, it's good enough. Like, how many, like, what's good enough? Right. And do we really want to live in the good enough? And so where I'm working with people, it's about getting them from that victim to survivor to the thriver and what's possible within their own life, which is really cool because it's like anything is possible, right? Right. But I think that the most important space to also work in with that when you're deep diving into yourself is working through the forgiveness piece because we hold ourselves in a state of victim and we do that through our own pain. And so when we can actually say to ourselves, you know what, I'm good with me as I am. I love me. I, I forgive myself for the stuff, for the decisions and the actions that I have actually imposed on myself. It always starts with self. Then we can move into forgiving other people that have hurt us as well and forgiveness of the world, which, by the way, this world freaking needs a lot more forgiveness in it. Yeah, exactly. A lot exactly. more forgiveness. We this this world, do. like, seriously needs some serious forgiveness. Yeah, and, and I love the, when, wasn't it your uncle that took you on your first Grand Canyon hike when you were healing? You guys, can I tell you this story really yes, quick? Yes, please. Okay, here's the story, my first story in the Grand Canyon. I was really sick. My children, I have three boys, my kids gave me a horrible, horrible bug in my, like, horrible bug. It was awful. I had thing. I mean, it was... It was the worst of the worst of the worst. And I still was like, no, I want to go down into this ditch. I saw the ditch. I had never seen it before. I'm like, I'm going down there. And I went down. It was 119 degrees. Nice mild day in Arizona, A nice right? mild day. You guys yeah. did not tell me you had this here. <laughs> nice mild day. I had a horrible, horrible bug. And I was deathly ill, and I never should have hiked it. I remember my uncle, he walked every step with me very, very, like, very intentionally, very slow, got to the bottom, couldn't hike anymore, which was for me really, really weird because I'm like an adventurous person. Hiking out, I'm like, I will never come back here again. (laughs) 
literally, I, think I said I that like, to myself when we were making come me back come back to the Grand Canyon yeah. again because yeah. this is like death, right? And then I started taking those last steps out, and I went, "Oh my God, that was the most incredible journey." Like I really learned so much about myself through that journey. And then all of a sudden, I'm back guiding people through it, you know, like leading healing retreats there. And I think that that's a really cool metaphor for life is that even when it gets tough, there's always light at the other end. And you have to go through the hard to experience the brilliance of it all. Absolutely. And the other thing I love about that story is the fact that you had... uh a beloved member of your yes. family with you. And I just listened to uh, some really wonderful uh, words from a, uh, something I was watching on YouTube. And he was talking about the, the most important thing, what, they, what these uh, scientists have found when they were studying uh, brainwashing and, and the horrors of war and things like that. They, they said the, most, the, the, the her- most horrific thing was the isolation. Yeah. And I think that's, and he tied that into a lot of the things that people have gone through with COVID and whatnot. And just having that one person that will take you, hold your arm, carry you down to the bottom of the, nor- of the Grand Canyon. Um, we need people. We need each other. And that's, that's such a big part of healing is, is knowing that we need each other and we can't do this by ourselves. We're never meant to be by ourselves. We're never meant to be isolated. And um, I think that's what a lot of the women that I was with, that, that they were discovering that mm-hmm. as well because they felt alone. A lot of them lost a husband or had really horrific situations and they were alone. And they, were, they didn't know how to get out of this, this horrible pit that they were in. And yeah. so that's so important. You know, so we always, whenever I, <clears throat> I, I have a couple of like fascinations with darkness. <laughs> I mean, like dark. Like There's always skies. a bad, dark, dark side, skies. right? Yeah, no. Dark okay, dark skies. skies. Dark okay. skies. Yeah. <laughs> because one of the coolest things is uh, when you're lying down and you're watching the stars fall. Oh. So the fascination with darkness is not about the darkness. It's about the fact that even in the darkness, you have the stars that shine. Right. Stars can't shine without darkness. You will never see a shooting meteor without darkness. Right. You will never see a shooting star without darkness, right? Yeah. And so I always uh, have my groups, and I usually have one that's deathly afraid of heights and or the dark. Oh. And I always start in the dark. And the reason why is because in order to see the beautiful sunrise inside the Grand Canyon, you got to start at the dark, right? So we go down, we always witness the most beautiful sunrise, and we usually hike out at dark on purpose mm. because I want everybody to turn their headlamps off as we're hiking out and just to watch the stars fall. And when you watch the stars fall, you realize that you don't have, there's nothing really truly to be afraid of. We're only born with two fears in life, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Everything else is created by society. Mm-hmm. And so when we can actually turn our headlamps off and stand there in the quiet, in the darkness, and watch the most beautiful stars in the sky, what do we have to be afraid of? Right. What do we have to be afraid of? That, that's so beautiful. I wish I had it memorized, but there's a wonderful quote by Sumant Kidd that says, you know, that the, there's a, a misunderstanding that God does not turn the night over to a different God, uh, that the nighttime is where you find, a lot of times, to find the answers that you're looking for. Look it up. It's a fabulous quote. Sue Monk Kidd, I think it's in her Dissonant Daughter book, um, but she just says, you know, that a lot of times people refer to darkness as the evil or the dark side of the, you know, and we need, like you said, we need the darkness to see the stars, to see the moon. We need to see 
you know, that that is also a heavenly creation that was given to us. Yeah. And that's why I always say life is not happening to us. It's happening for us. Right. Every single day it's happening for us. Which goes hand in hand with trauma. Right. Because as everything, there is an opposite to all things. And trauma usually is part of it that we learn from and we grow from. And Never in a million years would I have thought that I'd have been walking through what I've walked through. Um, relational betrayal trauma. I mean, I've, I've, I've had a number of things happen to me. And never in a million years would I have thought that that would have been what I was going to be born into. Right. And that said, I'm so freaking blessed for it. Yeah, and I'm you guys so listen to her TED, TEDx talk. Uh, find it on YouTube. She's got brought her book with her today, and she will talk more about the trauma, the situation that she's talking about in her book and in her TEDx talk. It really is. Um, pretty, it's pretty astonishing. It's like you said, a, a young art teacher with three small boys, a stay-at-home mom. Um, what happened to her was absolutely. Um, breathtaking in the bad way not in the good way so thank you sarah thank you so much for sharing your story and for for flying into arizona for this wonderful opportunity and thank you guys for being here and listening thanks everyone (laughs) talk about the power roland like i haven't seen roland in five years and we ended up sitting next to each other on the plane like that right there and the fact that he just it's crazy. Crazy cool. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Captivating. Thank you, ladies. Truly. Okay. They believe a home is so much more than a roof over our heads. And this podcast celebrates a lifestyle concept that celebrates the best version of yourself and the world around you. Brad Kimmelman and Bree McCabe. The hosts of Homanity. <laughs> <laughs>